All right, well, we are in our fourth and final week of our series called Family Matters. And we believe that family really does matter. And so there are some things that we need to wrestle with and we need to deal with when it comes to engaging with our family. And today we're going to explore the truth that family matters enough for us to have boundaries. Now, I'll be the first to say in retrospect, maybe we should have backed this series up and did boundaries before you all gathered with your family for Thanksgiving, but we're just going to learn today what God's Word has to say and we'll apply it uh, moving forward. But boundaries are so very important in our lives. And I know for some of us, the reality is that we are scared to death to apply boundaries. And we know that because any time and every time we have to say no, we are filled with anxiety, we feel this dread, we're overwhelmed with, we're disappointing somebody and we just, we're not okay with that moment. Now some of you are really excited about boundaries in your life and the rest of us are not really sure how to, to deal with that or how to deal with you, but whatever our approach to boundaries is, we need to understand that they're God-given. I mean, for those of us who are scared of boundaries, I want to encourage us to understand that there are some healthy boundaries we need to have in our lives. For those of you who are really excited about boundaries, you love having boundaries, you need to make sure that your boundaries are put in place, not based on preference, but based on principle of who God is calling you to be and what your relationships are to look like. But wherever we land, we need to understand that these boundaries are given to us by God with a good reason. See, boundaries are God's way of protecting us from harm. It's God's way of incubating us from the things that shouldn't be in our lives. That unnecessary, unneeded, unhelpful pain and struggle and difficulty that God wants to protect us from. As a matter of fact, if you look through the Bible, the Bible is full of all kinds of boundaries that God puts in place. I mean, think about God gives us boundaries with our behavior. I mean, it's at the very beginning in Genesis chapter two, God puts them in the garden and he says, you can have anything in this garden that you wanna eat except for this one thing. Remember what that was? He says, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I mean, it, it's amazing to me uh, of how God has designed the world that we're not supposed to know good and evil. We're only supposed to know God. And yet we cross that boundary and we've been struggling with the knowledge of good and evil ever since. Or think about God puts boundaries in place in our thinking. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. And let this be your spiritual act of worship as you give yourself as a living sacrifice to God. That we're not supposed to think as the world thinks, but we think as God thinks. And we're renewed and shaped in the ways and the truths of God. He gives us boundaries with our relationships. One of the many places we could turn to, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, tells us, do not be unequally yoked to unbelievers. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't hang out with any unbelievers. We'd never be sharing the gospel with anybody. But it, what it means is that we don't become vulnerably intimate and, and open our lives up in, in an intimate and vulnerable way to people who don't believe. We have boundaries around our relationships. What about worship? Exodus chapter 20. 
Uh, verse 3 tells us that we are to worship no other God, but then verses 4 and 5 says don't make any graven image, don't make any statues, don't make any stone images and bow down to them to worship. Why? There are boundaries in place, not just in who we worship, but how we worship. Because there are things out there when we cross those boundaries that would be harmful to us. And so God puts these things in place, not as a, a way to harm us or to be a burden, but to help us to, to be protective. You see, boundaries are blessings rather than burdens. But many of us, as we approach boundaries, we flip that around and we think boundaries are burdens. If not on us, we think, well, if I put boundaries in place, then that's going to be a burden on somebody else. No, the design of boundaries that God gives are to be a blessing, not a burden. They protect us from things that would harm us. They protect us from evil. And they protect us for God's blessing. And so let's embrace these. Now, one of the questions that often comes up as I walk with somebody or, or even in my own life, I've asked these very same questions. When we try to put boundaries in place, we'll say something like, well, aren't boundaries really in conflict with the, what the Bible has to say about loving people and forgiving people? Like, how can I really love people and, have, and forgive people if I'm putting boundaries in place? Well, right at the beginning, I want us to understand that boundaries are not in conflict with love. They're not in conflict with forgiveness. Let's take the first one, love. What is love? Well, love is not a feeling. There are many days where you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like loving the people in your life. But how much trouble will we be in if we acted on those feelings every day? Love is not a feeling. It is a commitment that I'm going to act in a tangible way to be a benefit or a blessing to somebody else. And don't you know that sometimes to act in a tangible way that's a blessing to somebody else means not giving them what they want or what they're asking for? Because giving them what they would want or ask for, every parent can say hallelujah, right? Giving them what they want or what they're asking for would sometimes be harmful. And so we need some discernment. One of my favorite passages I struggled with for years and years and years, Galatians chapter 6. And in Galatians chapter 6, Paul says, uh, seemingly a contradictory statement. He says, first, we should be willing and ready and able to help other people carry their burdens. It says that in uh, Galatians 6 chapter 2. But then in Galatians 6 chapter 5, he turns around and he says, everyone should be responsible for carrying their own load. And so Paul's talking about a discernment and he actually uses two different words there. The word that he uses for burdens, we help each other carry a burden, is something that's too heavy for one person to carry by themselves. But in verse 5 he says everyone should carry their own load and that word is like a backpack, it's like a day pack that you carry with you, it's your responsibility. And some of us, we've lost our ability to discern what it looks like to really love somebody. And so we're carrying everybody's day stuff, what they're responsible for, and we're worn out by the time it comes for us to help them carry that burden. And so actually, I would argue that boundaries are necessary for us to love other people. What about forgiveness? Or forgiveness is not about this other person. It's about me being willing to move forward. Being willing to move forward without the pain of the past. Dr. Henry Cloud has this really helpful statement. It's, it's helped me a lot. I'll share it with you. He says, forgiveness is about the past. Reconciliation is about the present. And trust is about the future. 
So when it comes to forgiving somebody, it's about me making a decision that I will not carry the load of the pain and suffering or heartache or difficulty or whatever that you put on me in the past. But reconciliation and building trust and moving forward, that's about the present and the future. And you know what's necessary for us to move into the future with reconciliation and rebuilding trust? Boundaries. And so forgiveness is not, in, it's not hindered by boundaries, it's actually enabled. That I'm going to put up a boundary where I'm not going to carry what you've put on me. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not seeking retribution. I'm not seeking revenge. I'm moving forward. But we do need some proper healthy boundaries if we're going to have reconciliation, if we're going to rebuild trust. And so God is calling us to embrace these boundaries that will help us to build healthy relationships, to be healthy people, to have a healthy relationship with God and to move forward into who God has called us to be. Now, I know the reality is, though, that like this sounds nice, but some of you are still struggling with the reality of putting boundaries in your place and in your life. You would, you would leave this room today or you would get off your computer or phone after you watch this message and you say, well, that's nice for them, but they don't know what I'm dealing with or what I'm walking through. And so I've got to continue to wrestle. So I want to give you one more reason why you need boundaries in your life. And that's because Jesus put boundaries in his life. And let's just do a quick survey. I can't do all of them, but let's just do a few of the places where Jesus put boundaries in place in his life. One is that he did not seek approval from others. If you go read John chapter 2 this week, Jesus is teaching and he's preaching and he's doing miracles. He's doing amazing, wonderful things. And everybody's taking note of that. And so they want to take Jesus and they want to put him on a platform and they want to give him power and they want to put him in a position. And it says Jesus knew their hearts. And so he didn't allow them to do those things. Why? Because he was not seeking their approval. He was seeking the Father's approval to live out the calling that God had for them, not the one that people had for him. Here's another one that Jesus put in place. Jesus asked others to take personal responsibility. If you go read John chapter 5 this week, you're going to meet a man who was unable to walk. And so every day he spent his time at the pool of Bethesda where they had this superstition that if the water got stirred, the first person in the water would be healed. Jesus comes up, he meets this guy, and the first question out of Jesus' mouth is, do you want to be healed? Now, that seems obvious to us, right? Like, of course you'd want to be healed. But Jesus needed him to say it and own it and believe it. Do you want to be healed? And then when the healing comes, Jesus didn't lay hands on him. He didn't make a big show of it. He didn't say, let me show you what I'm going to do for you. He simply said, get up, take your mat, and walk. You've got to be part of the process and take responsibility for moving forward. And so Jesus put boundaries in place in that way. Or I think about another one that he guarded personal time with God. In Mark chapter 6, starting in verse 45, it's one of the many places, the many places where Jesus would get away to be alone with his father and pray. In fact, in northern Galilee, on the western side of the Sea of Galilee, you can find a cave called Eremos. And it's widely believed that this is where Jesus would get away to pray and be alone with the Father. Do you know what the word Eremos means? It means deserted or lonely. 
Jesus knew that he had to be alone with the Father, and he guarded that time, and you and I need that as well. I think about a fourth place that Jesus had boundaries is that he did not compromise his priorities to make others happy. Uh, perhaps one of the most difficult places in all of Scripture, especially for you mamas out there, Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse 46, moving forward, Jesus is in a, in a house and he's teaching. And there's a crowd gathered around him and his mother and brothers come to get him. And Jesus, you would never say this in the South, but this is what Jesus said. He said, who are my mother and brothers? He had a mission and a purpose in that moment. And he couldn't be pulled away from it, not even to please his family. He had boundaries. Or I think about a fifth one. Jesus insisted on commitment. In Matthew 19, starting in verse 16, he's got this interaction with the rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler wants to follow Jesus. And what was Jesus' reply? He replied to this man, unlike his reply to anybody else. He said, well, go and sell everything that you have and then come follow me. He needed to know that this young man was all in, fully committed. And he knew that there were things that were distraction and pulling him away from that commitment. And then finally, Jesus did not let others bait him into arguments. Some of us are going to need this over the next year as we head toward an election. Jesus did not let others bait him into arguments. In Matthew 21, he's having a, a conversation with the scribes and the Pharisees. And they come to Jesus and they say, hey, by what authority are you doing all these things? What they're trying to do is to bait him into an argument. Like, if you really are who you say you are, let's, let's just prove it to us. And Jesus, rejecting pride in that moment, because that's what could have pulled him in, rejecting that pride says, I'm not going to be pulled into that. Here, here's the deal. If you will tell me by what power John baptized, then we'll have a conversation. And they couldn't or wouldn't, and so Jesus walked away. You see all the many ways we could go, we could do this all day. The many ways that Jesus put boundaries in place in his life. And I would argue to you, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. So that remain, leaves the question, what kind of boundaries do we put in place? And I would love it if the Bible would just say, well, here are the 10 boundaries that you all need to put in place. Just focus on these and you'll be fine. But the reality is, is that we don't walk through the identical circumstances at identical moments. We're in different seasons, dealing with different things. And we need to prayerfully discern what boundaries we need in place in this moment. And I say all the time, you've got to be faithful to the season you are in. And boundaries today may look different than boundaries tomorrow. And so there's not an easy formula. We've got to prayerfully submit to God. But there are some truths we can hold on to, some principles we can grasp onto to build a foundation of how we prayerfully discern what those boundaries are. So this is where we're going to dive into Ephesians chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, you're going to want to keep this open. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 11. All right, Paul writing to the church in Ephesus says this. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. And what was their role? Verse 12. To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. 
until we all reach unity in the faith and in knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Wouldn't it be wonderful for us all to be unified with the full measure of Christ? You know how we get there? In part, it's boundaries. All right, let's keep going. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we're going to come back to that, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. There we are again, this maturity, this full measure of Christ living in us. Verse 16, from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up. There it is a third time. Being built up in Christ, growing in maturity, builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So what is Paul telling us about boundaries? Well, here's the first thing, is that boundaries are necessary. As uncomfortable as we may be, when it comes to having boundaries, they are necessary for a healthy life. And you know what? They're healthy. I mean, they're necessary for a healthy church. And the family is a small part of the greater family called the body of Christ. And so what applies to the church applies to the family. And we have got to have some boundaries in place to protect the integrity of who God has called us to be, including in our families. All right, let, let's get it from the text, starting verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. What I want us to see here, right at the beginning, these are not positions, these are roles. These are worked out in relationship with other people within the family, within the body of Christ. And what is their role? It is to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. You know what I call it to be blown back and forth like this? That's chaos. And you know what does not come from God? Chaos. If we are feeling like our life is out of control, like we're in constant perpetual chaos, where there's no peace or certainty, no foundation of our life, we might be in a position where we need to put some boundaries in place. And those boundaries, just like the early church, are intended to point us to truth and protect us from deceit. What was the role of the pastors and teachers and leaders and prophets? It was to build a hedge around the body to say we live within this. Beyond these boundaries are lies and deceit and scheming that will only lead us into harm and pain and difficulty. So let's live within the boundaries of truth. That's why boundaries are necessary in your life. It's not because somebody's making you frustrated. It's because you need to live within the boundary of truth. Who God's called you to be. The life he's called you to live. The relationships he's called you to have. So they're necessary. The second truth that we hold on to is that boundaries are loving. They're clear and they're specific. 
So we need the boundaries, and then the way we implement them is to make sure it's loving, clear, and specific. We can't be vague. We can't make assumptions about it. But we write to the point with the greatest of love. Paul says it this way, verse 15, instead, instead of what? Instead of being living in this chaos all the time, swept back and forth, trying to please everybody, trying to manipulate and work through different situations. Instead of that, we're going to speak the truth in love. And we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. How do we grow into maturity? We speak the truth in love. So we're going to be loving. We're going to be clear. We're going to be specific. So first, we're going to be loving. You know, I love to say what's the most loving thing to say, the most loving way to say it, the most loving time to say it. How do we, in our communication to others, how do we practice empathy? What's it like to live in your world? What would you be feeling if you're walking through this? And how do I treat you with compassion and love in this moment? Which sometimes means I don't give you what you're asking for. Because to give you what you're asking for would lead you into further harm. But we also got to be clear. It means we're not general about it. We're not vague about it. You know what I've discovered about our generalities, our vagueness when it comes to boundaries? Is that almost every time being general and vague about it is rooted in fear. And what's the fear? If I'm clear about it and specific about it, what if you say no? What if you walk away? What if you lash back? And so rather than dealing with that fear, we just kind of, you know, keep it fuzzy and, and general and vague. And nobody knows what the boundaries are. And they're permeable and we just go back and forth and then we get our feelings hurt and we bury it and we get bitter and, and our relationships suffer. So we got to be clear, but we also have to be specific. What exactly is the boundary that I'm putting in place? You know, another one of my favorite sayings is I'm not responsible for your unexpressed expectations. Going to make a t-shirt out of that one day. Specifically, what are the boundaries that we need to put in place for a healthy you, a healthy me, a healthy us? It's going to be loving, clear, and specific. And then number three, that boundaries work to build up. We have got to practice discernment, prayerful discernment, and what boundaries we put in place. Listen, if you love boundaries, we can't be putting boundaries in place based on preference. It has to be based on principle. What is the truth? And how do we live in the boundaries of truth? Of who I'm called to be, who I'm called to, what life I'm called to live, what relationships I'm called to have. What is the truth of that? And how do I live in it? Not just because I'm frustrated or I don't like you, we would all be in trouble if we lived based on that. But how do I live within the boundaries of truth? And we've got to prayerfully discern that. Look at what Paul says. Verse 16, from him, the whole body joined to, held together by every supporting ligament doing what? Grows and builds itself up in love. As each part does its work. So we're coming together, living out our own calling. Galatians chapter 6, I'm going to help you carry your burden, but I'm going to carry my own responsibility. And we're going to bring that together and we're going to love each other clearly, specifically. And we're going to have healthy boundaries in place so that we can build up. And so if you need a litmus test, if you need a gauge of when do I need to put a boundary in place and when do I not need to put a boundary in place, ask the question, does this build us up in love? Does this make us more like Christ? Does this help us live into the calling? Does it help them live into the calling that God has for them? Or am I enabling them for further harm? 
And so that's always the gauge. Is it tearing up or building, building up? Tearing down or building up? What, what's, what's the result? And when it builds up, we need to be willing to engage and embrace that boundary. So I think about the fruit of the Spirit. Remember? Love, peace, hope, faith, joy, faithfulness, gentleness, generosity, kindness, self-control. If that's who we're called to be in Christ, are the boundaries that I have in place building me up, helping me to surrender to the work of the Spirit? Because you know what? That's not like you get a few of them. It's all or nothing. If you're in the Spirit, you live by the Spirit. Are the boundaries that I have in place gearing me, moving me towards surrender to the Holy Spirit, or are they moving me away from it? Or do we have boundaries in place that would help us to live out our mission, to love people, to have more faith, building in faith, building in worship, building in service to the world? Those are the boundaries that we need to have in place. And I know it's incredibly difficult, but the reality is, is that a no over here may be the one thing that allows you to say the yes to God that he's been waiting on you to say. If you're taking notes, we, we could say it this way. A healthy no allows a healthy yes. And there might be some things around you that you need to say no to. And I, I'm not a prophet, but I know some of us are dealing with some of these things. And I just want to tell you the truth. You need to put up a boundary and say no to, try to trying to please everybody. You cannot please everyone. Parents, you can't please your kids all the time, and you shouldn't. Kids, you shouldn't please your grown parents all the time, and you shouldn't. You should obey them, but we gotta have healthy boundaries. We can't please everybody. We need to please the Father, our Heavenly Father. Some of us need to hear this. You can't be the Savior to that person in your life. They have a Savior and you're not it. And you keep trying to save them instead of pointing them to the Savior and you might be enabling them instead of helping them. Might need to have some boundaries. And then for some of us, you know, we can't be ruled by other people's feelings and opinions. Uh, maybe I struggle with that the most of all. But I need to listen to the one person who is the source of truth who's the only one who made me, who's the only one that can tell me who I am and what I should be moving toward and what I should be listening to. And when I listen to all the voices, I can get myself in a lot of trouble and so can you. And so where do you need to say no? Where do you need to put up some boundaries, not just for the sake of it, but so that you can say yes to the person God's called you to be, the life God's called you to live, and the relationships God's called you to have. What are those things that you need to say no to? So when you say, Lord, for you, the answer is yes. So if you'll stand, let me pray for you and pray for me. As we're gonna sing one more song, as we do each and every week, these prayer rails are available for you. If you need to come pray about a boundary, Maybe an unhealthy boundary needs to come down or a healthy boundary that needs to be built up. Would you ask the Lord to speak to you? Would you ask the Holy Spirit, would you lead me, guide me, 
push me into this decision that I need to make, that I've not been wanting to make, but I know I need to make. And it might be hard, it might be painful, but sometimes the short-term pain is what's needed for the long-term health. And so Lord, help me in that. Would, would you be so bold to pray that prayer today? So let's go to the Lord. Father, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for who you are. God, I'm so grateful as we, we enter into this upcoming season of Advent, thinking about the coming of the birth of the King, the Messiah, the Lord. As I think about that, I'm so grateful that there's not a thing that we walk through that you do not understand. There's not a thing that we experience that you have not experienced, short of sin. And God, you knew the importance of putting boundaries up in a human life, and you showed us the way. Thank you for that model we have in Jesus. But Lord, we also thank you for the Holy Spirit, because we cannot do this without you. We need the full knowledge of God living in us, as Paul said. We need to be built up into maturity, and that happens through the Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, teach, guide, inform, convict us of where unhealthy boundaries need to come down and healthy boundaries need to be built up so that we can be built up as individuals, as families, and the body of Christ. That is our prayer, Lord. We cannot discern it on our own. We need your wisdom and guidance and power. And we submit to that right now. And we pray this in Jesus' name. We pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.